What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And remember that Primetime is always brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But as always, do me a favor, hit the like button. That's the way to get more people in here. And it takes about five seconds. So if you hit that thumbs up for me, uh, it helps out the show tremendously. Let's talk about what I loaded up on that title. How the Cowboys can solve one of their biggest problems heading into Monday night football versus the Giants by taking a page out of the Green Bay Packers playbook, out of the Matt LaFleur playbook. And I couldn't help but, you know, make the direct comparison when reading about and watching the tape about a Packers last couple of games because they are writhing the ponies. They are writhing A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. They're getting those two running backs on the field a lot. They've done that about 20 times now in the season, and they're betting on that personal grouping because they had a very clear problem, which was no Devontae Adams, other hurt wide receivers, a lack of weapons on the offense. And so they had a very clear question to answer. Who are who are our best five? That's a discussion that Cowboys Nation has had about the offensive line, but not really about the skilled position players. And now that Dalton Schultz is not expected to play on Monday night, of course, that could change. We don't know what will happen with the Cowboys tight end, but I think that it is a long shot for him to play on Monday you got to ask yourself, who are the best five? And if you look at the Green Bay Packers and what they have done with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, this is something that the Cowboys must apply to their offense, especially in this game when you will not have Dalton Schultz. And if you have Michael Gallup, which is the expectation as of right now, he practiced fully, by the way, on Thursday. Even if you have him, though, it will likely be in a pitch count. So... You guys might not agree with me, and, and actually that's one of the questions here, but who are the Cowboys' best five? Do you agree or disagree that the ones that you're seeing in the screen are the best five? Uh, because at number one, I have C.D. Lamb, uh, I have Pollard and Seek, and don't you know put a lot of weight in the actual rankings used here. Just think about that group of five. Heading into Monday night, Assuming that Dalton Schultz is not ready to go, I would say that we're talking about CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Noah Brown, and maybe Jake Ferguson as your best five. Uh, Gallup definitely deserves a spot in this list, but I'm just not including him based on the fact that he, he will likely play in a pitch count. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to include him on the list. Uh, Fehoko is another player that could be in there. Hendershot, Jalen Tolbert, if he's active for the first time in his career on Monday night. Uh, I just cannot see a grouping in which you need to exclude one of the running backs. 
And from what I can see in the comments, you guys feel the same way. Rene agrees. Uh, Lumen says agree. Craig says disagree. But even Craig says Turpin over Ferguson. So he doesn't have any sort of complaint regarding the running backs, which at least is noteworthy. Bruce agrees. Gregory agrees. Uh, Rene says, and give me Jason Peters in there. Well, Jason Peters uh, for the offensive line, that's something that I would also like to see. Maybe we have some time to talk about that further down the road. But in my opinion, if you look at the Packers' goal of getting their best five on the field and prioritizing A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in that conversation is exactly what the Cowboys should do. And it worked out well for the Green Bay Packers. And actually, I have some clips loaded up for you. These are the uh, Tyler D. Brook. They used them several ways. Uh, they had them both in the backfield, motioning out to pass, motioning out to be the lead blocker for the other running back. And they even scored one touchdown like that. I think that the Cowboys have the talent at running back to make this happen. Uh, it's called pony personnel to have two running backs without a fullback in there. Uh, so if you're talking to traditional running backs, they call that the pony formation or the pony personnel grouping. I believe that that's because of uh, the SMU teams of old. But this is the sort of stuff that I am talking about. Just And, and that those clips are actually from week one uh, on on Sunday night in week two, they also featured this formation versus the Chicago Bears, and it worked out well for them. It worked out so well for them that, in fact, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are leading the NFL in some categories. According to Nate Ties from The Athletic, and he discusses this formation in depth in one of his articles, he says that Jones has earned a first down on half of his 20 carries so far, and Dylan is a third in the NFL at a first downs per rush rate of 32%. And think about it this way. Dylan has 34 touches. Aaron Jones has 26 touches. Ezekiel Elliott has 27 touches and, and Tony Pollard 21. So the Packers are really prioritizing their guys early in the season. And that's what I want to see from the Cowboys in week three, especially now that they won't have Dalton Schultz on that playing field. I think that the, the best way to get your offense going versus the Giants has to include a heavy, heavy dosage of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, Craig says, but I want Pollard playing as a receiver. And I think that in, uh, to include Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott at this rate in an NFL game, you need to line them up as receivers as well. So I would, I would be in for that, as you guys know. Craig says running backs are key, but will Moore do it? That is a big question. I actually think they might. Uh, the Cowboys have used both. In, in some place here and there. Maybe they haven't made it a feature of the offense, but this is the first time that they will actually miss Dalton Schultz on that football field. So maybe desperate times call for desperate measures and Kellen Moore ends up actually doing it. Chevy says, I agree, but put Pollard at number one. Let's see. Uh, disagrees is Clayton. 
I say it's Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, and Michael Parsons. Hey, Clayton, I am not going to hate on that a comment. So there you go. Uh, start Pollard in the backfield, says Chevy. I have, I have trouble with that, though. I, I have trouble with that. I want to see more from Tony Pollard. I do think that if they turned him into a full-time wide receiver, it wouldn't work out quite as well as, as, as many would hope for. Uh, and the, the thing about starting Tony Pollard in the backfield and making him the guy over Ezekiel Elliott is that we've seen the issues in pass pro. We've seen the issues in the passing game. And as I have said before here on the show, it's not like a running back walks in there in a passing play and has a predetermined role of, oh, I will stay in and block here or I will run a route. That doesn't exist in the NFL. There are reads that the running back needs to go through before releasing on that route. So I think that's what that that's what keeps costing Pollard some playing time. And of course, the fact that Dallas just loves pounding the rock with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I think that it's about balance at the end of the day. You look at Aaron Jones, you look at AJ Dillon. They're both very different running backs. Still, they make it work over there in Green Bay. I hope we see more of that. Uh, Rene says, I agree with that 100%, Mao. That's what we should be doing even when Dak comes back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, try to find those ways to get the best players on the field. Because it's not like Ezekiel Elliott sucks either. Uh, I like that fans like to pile on sick. And I know that we criticize that contract a lot. But Ezekiel Elliott, the player, if we ignore the contract and all of that, it's not like he's bad. He's actually a pretty good running back in the NFL. But I think that what frustrates Cowboys fans is the contract and the usage and what it means with uh, alongside Tony Pollard. So moving on, because that's all I had to say on that matter. I, I want to see more from the Cowboys using Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And just to give you an idea, this number is from Next Gen Stats that it, it was tweeted out in the second quarter versus the Chicago Bears. Jones and Dylan at that point had shared the field in 15 plays in 20 in pony personnel, which is not necessarily 21 personnel or 22 personnel because the thing about pony is that we're talking about true running backs. So we're not including fullbacks in this category. We're talking about two natural running backs in that sense. So there you go. We'll see if that uh, keeps being a trend for the Green Bay Packers. We'll see if that keeps working out for them. And more importantly, if the Cowboys want to explore with it, because I think that the offense would benefit greatly from it. That's that's my wish. That's the one thing that I want to see on Monday Night Football. I know that it's a tough ask because to want something specifically of uh, regarding scheme you're rarely going to get what you want as a football fan because there's like uh, a lot of things that, that that other teams would rather do or what your NFL team might think of the game. So we'll see. But if it does happen on Monday night, I will just feel 6-5, honestly. I will be the proudest man on this earth. Bruce says, Pony is like an O2 formation. Says Bruce got the toxic use. Wait, O2 formation? What do you mean there, Bruce? 
win loss record or like a zero two for uh, formation in terms of personnel. That wouldn't be it because the, the second number is for tight ends, right? Run the damn ball, says Bruno. That would include that. Sean says, Seek was a hell of a catcher out of the backfield in college. I don't know what happened. He looks so bad now. Screen's pathetic. And I would also point towards the fact that, in my opinion, he, he wasn't really used that way by the Cowboys it, it, during his first few years in the, in the NFL. It's an area that I believe he never fully exploded uh, the way that, that he could have. Or they, they didn't use him the way that they should have done uh, in the passing game. I agree with that with Sean, and it hasn't looked great uh, lately. But anyways, moving on to the next portion of the show, I wanted to talk about some of the reinforcements that both teams could get on uh, could get on Monday night because it's not only the Cowboys who might get Michael Gallup back, even if it's on a pitch count, but it might be Jason Peters' time to come back as well. And interestingly... Turns out that he worked out at guard and tackle in practice. I thought, and I said it here on the show, I didn't think that Jason Peters would be up for that. At 40 years old, I think that it would be more about him playing tackle or tackle without the inside being a possibility for the Cowboys. But it turns out that it might be. Uh, so whether it's a tackle or at guard, I want to see Jason Peters on that lineup. There seems to be three possible outcomes to this entire conversation, and it's that uh, we get Jason Peters at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard, or we get those two flipped, so Tyler Smith staying at left tackle and maybe Jason Peters moving inside and working his way into the lineup. And, of course, here the goal would be, and not to sound like a hater or anything like that, but since he's the weak link of the offensive line, the goal would be to not have Matt Farniak on that uh, on that position, right? So you want to find a way to not have to play Matt Farniak. And those are the two main possibilities. Uh, the third possibility is that Jason Peters is literally a backup and he will only be the swing tackle and will only see playing field if Tyler Smith gets hurt or if Terrence Steele gets hurt. That's a possibility that I like the least. Uh, I think that Jason Peters is good enough to warrant a spot on this offensive line. So whether it's a at tackle or guard, and I would prefer tackle personally, I would like to see Jason Peters. Then you've got Michael Gallup and the Giants. And this remains to be seen, but they might get their two edge rushers back for Monday night football. That would include Aziz Audulari, and that would be include first round rookie Kayvon Tivado, who is supposedly going to be a beast in the NFL. He was one of the best prospects in the 2022 NFL draft. My question from me to you is whose reinforcements will carry more weight? Assuming that these four players that we are talking about play on Monday night. Whose reinforcements will carry more weight? Jason Peters and Michael Gallup for the Cowboys? Gallup potentially in a pitch count? Or will it be a couple of edge rushers for a New York Giants team that is being willing 
to blitz aggressively. Whose reinforcements do you think carry more weight on game day? Let me know in the comments while you are watching here on YouTube or Facebook. And by the way, a quick reminder, hit that like button because every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. I would appreciate that. Clayton says, I am for anything that keeps Farniak off the field. Hey, that's also what I want, personally. Jose Vela says, our reinforcements. Nicholas says, unfortunately, the Giants, uh, they already have a good defensive front. Peter Rizzo says, because of Gallup's pitch count, I will say the Giants. Kenneth Fraser says, uh, Gallup. I will go with the Giants as well for this one, man. Uh, I think that Gallup, first of all, is likely to be on a pitch count as we have discussed a lot here on the show. So I'm, I'm not expecting Michael Gallup to be in there for 60% of the snaps or anything like that. Uh, we might see just... Uh, we, and what I'm looking forward to is when will we see him? Will it be in what kind of situations? Just neutral situations or will we get to see him in the red zone what's the plan with Michael Gallup that's what I want to know and then I, I I gotta say the Giants because at the end of the day those are a couple of edge rushers and as you know that's one of the most valuable positions in the sport and you're getting two of them two guys who are likely to be your starters by the way so just by positional value and the fact that we're talking about two of them, I will say that the Giants reinforcements are likely to have a little bit more weight on this game. Let's see. Kenneth said Dallas. Gregory went with the Cowboys. Lumen says, I'm going with the G-man. Micah can't do it all. Uh, I believe that's his prediction for the game. Man, I hope that we see Jason Peters. That's all I want to see. Nicholas says, I think that Peters is going to play on the right side. He's practicing on that side. So how I, how I understand that he's practicing everywhere. I don't see how you play him on the right side, though. I mean, Steele has, has played decent. I know that he had four flags on that week one game versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, three of which were full starts. And of course, there's no excuse for that. But Steele, I don't see where you play him, right? You're not going to bench Terrence Steele, at least not in, I think that would be kind of dumb. I want to see Jason Peters on the left side. And ideally, I would play him at left tackle and move Tyler Smith back inside. I'm excited about the fact that Tyler Smith is looking the way that he is looking. Uh, he's definitely been a surprising player so far. But I want to see the best group of five. And to me, I think that Terrence Steele... Zach Martin, Tyler Viadish, and of course, maybe Tyler Smith and Jason Peters. That is the, the best group of five that you can possibly get. Worst case scenario, flip those last two. Uh, play Tyler at left tackle and keep Jason Peters on the left side, working that guard position. That to me is the best group of five one way or another, whether it's Peters on the outside or, or Tyler Smith. Sean says, I think he goes with Tyler inside. Yeah, that would be my preference. That would be what I want to see. Let's play Tyler Smith inside. And man, as I have said, Tyler Vyadish has played pretty well over the last couple of weeks. I think that he's been a pleasant surprise, both in the running game and in the passing game. He actually had the best pass block grade 
in the Cowboys versus the Bengals, which was noteworthy because he was going against DJ Reader on many of those plays. So you gotta get you gotta give Tyler Viotti some love, in my opinion, man. That that guy has been playing quite well. Anyways, I think that it is time that we get into betting the Cowboys. I am nervous about that one, man, because you know. We're 2-0. I want to keep that unbeaten streak going. So here we go. Let's get into betting the Cowboys. We took the under in week one. We took the Cowboys in week two. What are we taking? What are we betting in week three versus the New York Giants? The over-under is at 39 and a half. Less than 40 points. I don't see any value in there. I was intrigued by the under, for sure. I mean, I think that all of us would have thought that this is likely to be another low-scoring game. You get that feeling with the New York Giants that they're 2-0. Sure, but their offense kind of sucks. Still, it's another game with Cooper Rush. And as excited as we are about that win, we know that... The Cowboys didn't do much in the second half. We don't know if Michael Gallup is playing or not, and if he is, how much. It's a, it's a tough game to bet in that total side of things. The Cowboys opened as three-point underdogs. That's down to one point. So maybe the spread took a hit there. Uh, if we could have gotten Cowboys plus three, this would have been a no-brainer to me. But I'm still doing it. I am still taking the Cowboys plus one. I think that they win this football game. I think that the fact that the Giants might still have the worst offensive line in the NFL. They're ranked 32, by the way, by Pro Football Focus in, in overall grade. With everyone having, give up a, uh, having given up a sack except for Andrew Thomas. I think that the Cowboys can once more can have that kind of game that they had versus the Bengals in which they just don't let Daniel Jones breathe. By the way, Daniel Jones, the most pressured quarterback in the NFL. I will tell you that I am low-key scared about that Giants defense, though. As I mentioned yesterday, Adore Jackson is legit. I think that he will travel with CeeDee Lamb. I think that Dexter Lawrence is still one of the best nose tackles in the NFL. And even if Leonard Williams doesn't play, they don't only have a talented defensive front, they're aggressive with their blitzes. And yet I am taking the Cowboys. I have been pleasantly surprised with their offensive line. Another week for Cooper Rush. In there, you got to guess that he's going to feel more comfortable as well. First time ever that he's going to play in back-to-back weeks. So maybe there is something in there. I feel more comfortable taking the Cowboys than I would do the under because although I am, I am expecting a low scoring game, I just I am not a fan of betting a 39.5 under. Uh, by the way, by the way, let's follow some of you guys, uh, some of your leads, and let's drop that final prediction in the comments, man. Uh, give me your scoreboards. Drop your final prediction for Dallas versus the New York Giants. And before I give you my score prediction, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week 
is the 2022 M5 Miata Sport. This is a fine vehicle that starts at $29,560. It's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, a convertible roof, blind spot monitor, and the safety of a lane departure warning feature. Miles per gallon capacity of 20 in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. All you got to do is check out FreemanMazda.net. Check out the M5 Miata Sport. Check out the features, the inside pictures, the outside pictures. A family-owned business for over 65 years. You get the very best customer service once more on FreemanMazda.net. Let's see some of your comments, man. Let's see some of your score predictions here. 27 to 13, says Vela. Uh, Bruno goes with 28 to 17. 23 to 17, says Peter Rizzo. Uh, more or less, that's where we are. Lumen. Lumen, are you trolling us, Lumen? 45 to 24, New York, New York. What's going on there? I, I don't see the Giants scoring 45 versus anybody. I, I am surprised by that, by, by that one. Nicholas says, my heart wants to say 27 to 17, but the realist in me says 20 to 14. Albert says 27 to 14. Kevin Richards says 24 to 17. Cowboys win. My sport, my score prediction, one more, is Cowboys 17, Giants 13. I am expecting a, an ugly game once more, low scoring stuff. Additional predictions, I've got Michael Parsons forcing one fumble. And I do have the Cowboys doing a better job versus Equan Barkley than many would expect. Uh, 55 rushing yards. The total for him sits at 20, uh, at 78 and a half. So there you go. I've got the Cowboys winning a tight one versus the New York Giants on the road. I will say... I, I don't know what the level of confidence is in this pick. I will say that it's lower than usual because, you know, the Cowboys do not have Dalton Schultz for this one. And the offense didn't look great at all in the second half. So the Cowboys literally depended on Mike Parsons getting to the quarterback and the entire defense doing its job, which they did. But it's always a dangerous preposition to expect that to be the case throughout an entire game. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Aaron Judge is at that, so you know that's why I'm looking towards my left every chance that I get. I don't want to miss that. 61st home run, which would tie Roger Maris. But anyways, I will be here on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Maybe we'll have some closing thoughts of the Cowboys-Giants game. And then on game day, remember that you can get Jesse Hall and Skywalker Steel with the preview, the halftime, the post-game show. Of course, you can also get Skywalker Steel every morning. Uh, you can get them too on the podcast as well for then long. So make sure you check all of that out. Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And let's hope 
Let's hope that we are in for a fun weekend of football. I believe that we are. Thank you. Gracias. Adiós. Hasta mañana. Hasta el domingo, perdón.